Thank you so much for joining us this morning for our Word of the Day. Hope everyone had a great weekend worshiping God with your church family. Today, as we continue through the Bible, we're going to look at Numbers chapter number 22. Now, if you remember where we left off last week in Numbers 14, Israel has gotten to the Promised Land, and they've sent in 12 spies to view the land and see what's going on. And that when the spies came back, 10 of them complained and Basically, he's talked about how big the enemy was and how strong the enemy was and how there was no way for them to win. And two spies, Caleb and Joshua, talked about how big God was. And Israel, unfortunately, listened to the ten spies and decided it was not good for them to go in. And they actually started complaining and telling Moses, you know, God just brought us out here to kill us. We'll be better off in Egypt. We'll just go back to Egypt. And so God punishes the nation of Israel and he passes judgment that every person who is 20 years old and older will not be allowed to enter the promised land. They will be condemned to wander the wilderness for 40 years until they're all dead. Then the younger generation will be able to go in and claim the promise of Abraham. So in Numbers chapter 20, Israel has been wandering around the wilderness for a couple years now. And they get to a point in chapter 20 where once again... They start to complain to God and complain to Moses about what they're having to go through. Look what the Bible says, start in verse number 2. And there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people chode with Moses and spake, saying, Would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord? And why have you brought the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our cattle should die here? And wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt, to bring us into this evil place? It is no place of seed, or of figs, or of vines, or of pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. So once again, Israel is complaining that they don't have enough water, they don't have what they feel they deserve or they should have, and once again, they start saying, man, we had it better back in Egypt. We're better off going back there. At least there's water, there's pomegranates, there's figs, there's fertile land. We're better as slaves in Egypt than we are as free men in this wilderness. Now, Moses, he goes before God and falls before God and asks God what he expects him to do. And God is not upset. You know, God... Uh, so water, no big deal. I'll give you water. And he, he tells Moses what to do. He says, just gather the people together, speak to the rock. Now, this rock is the rock that has been following them around since they left Egypt. It's the rock that way back in Exodus, God had Moses smite the rock and the water gushed forth out of the rock. And this rock has been following them for, for that entire time. And it has given them water that entire time. We're not real sure why suddenly God stopped giving the water at this point, but at this point they're not getting water from the rock, they're upset. So God tells Moses, says, just gather the people together and speak to the rock and I'll give them all the water they need, enough for them and their cattle and their livestock and everything's going to be fine. But look what Moses does in verse 10. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock and he said unto them, here now, ye rebels. So Moses, he's upset. I mean, he, he's tired of having these constant complaints, these constant battles with Israel. They're always saying, man, we wish we could go back to Egypt. We should go back to Egypt. It's better for us in Egypt. And while God's not upset, Moses is upset. And he says, man, you bunch of stinking rebels. And then he says, 
Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. Now, there's a lot of reason, theologically speaking, that God did not want him to smite the rock. The rock was a representation of Jesus, and Jesus was smitten only once for the water of salvation to come to mankind. Jesus doesn't have to be smitten each time that every time we sin, Jesus has to come back down and die on the cross for our sins and be smitten again. Jesus was smitten one time for all. So when Moses loses his temper and he hits the rock, he's really kind of degrading the picture of Christ that God had given them with this rock. But it's a deeper issue that God has to deal with because of Moses' temper. Again, look what he says at the end of verse 10. Must we fetch you water out of this rock? We? Moses has no part in this. God is the one doing the miracle. God is the one bringing the water for Israel. God is the one providing for them. But here Moses is standing in the position of God, saying, I'm the one who's going to do this work to get the water for you. And he hits the rock twice and water comes forth. So what Moses was doing was he was stealing God's glory. Because of that, God brings Moses and Aaron back to, to his presence and says, because you have stolen my glory, because you have disobeyed my command, you will never see the promised land. Now Moses and Aaron are suffering the same judgment and the same punishment as the rest of the nation of Israel. God wants to use every single one of His children. God wants to use us to show off. God wants to use us to bring the gospel to a lost world. God wants us to use us to bring praise and honor to Him. But God will never share His glory with anybody. God demands all the glory because God does all the work. Let us be a people who, yeah, we serve God. We worship God. We build His kingdom. But we do it knowing that it's not us doing it for God. It's God doing it through us. Hope you have a blessed day this morning. I know it's Monday, and that's usually a hard day for everybody. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow as we continue looking through the book of Numbers. We're going to look at Numbers chapter 22. Have a blessed day.